I V M. Hello, one. Hello, all. Welcome to the diary of the traveling professor. And I'm Siddharth Deshmukh, a friendly neighborhood traveling professor himself. I had a very interesting panel that I was part of uh, just a week back, or maybe even lesser than that. It was a panel to talk about how culture is being impacted by digital. And uh, as part of the panel, I think some really, uh, really good people giving their insights and inputs and anecdotes about how they see the world going and how culture is evolving with digital coming in. As with a lot of uh, these panels. what i try to do is to try and learn something perhaps new from one of the fellow panelists or stuff that you know typically escapes the eye because i feel that in any of these panels what tends to happen is everyone's so intent towards making their own point that they kind of miss the beauty of just being part of a panel like this and just learn right just learn anyway what i did learn was how people find it easy to just adapt to digital you know and uh, i asked a fellow panelist of mine how easy was it for people who had never seen a digital interface before and i'm talking of people who are uh, you know in in the poverty line certainly people who are practicing dance uh, actually to be honest never seen any zoom meeting before but how they find it easy or not easy to be in front of a camera and and see how it works now for this you and i we take this for granted but i don't think that you know people who have um, not used let's say a smartphone or not used the zoom app are going to find it easy right but apparently they do that leads me to believe that in the hypothesis that i've have come to accept even more and more and that's the aspect that this diary entry of mine is exploring is how digital is actually shaping people's minds without people really understanding it not going the social dilemma way i don't think new behaviors are created but certainly a new generation of uh, of ours is being impacted by being digitally native first yeah i'm talking of gen z and uh, i have two kids clearly who are very much slap bang middle in gen z and i also teach a lot of people in the gen z because i teach undergraduates and i have the most amazing times with them i learn a lot from them i uh, get to understand you know how uh, intrigued they are by you know anime and uh, you know so many different ways of e gaming and uh, the, their style and likes of music and and the rest of it and while a lot of it is you know a generation being slightly different from the other generation which is millennials in this case and whatever uh, the lost generation my my generation and and the rest of it but the fact is that this generation is a little different and i don't think that people are actually understanding this difference i actually believe that this is the first generation that is completely ruled by social algorithms i in fact call it the algorithm generation now what do i mean by the algorithm generation i mean that okay you know the way in which social algorithms are set up the user experience that each and every social medium gives to an end user is completely dependent upon their interests likes hobbies etc and how they evolve the news feed or whatever you want to call it evolves along with you now gen zers they've seen social media at a way earlier age than any one of us right any one of us uh, who are not gen zers 
The fact is that because they are, you know, impacted by social media to such a large extent, what tends to happen is that their worldview is also determined by the kind of feed that they see. And it is very interesting to see how this generation is completely ruled by the algorithm that is laid out for it. Now, this algorithm is different for everybody. Obviously, it's personalized. But what is very interesting to note beyond its personalization is that Gen Zers are connecting with interest-based communities to a large extent as compared to, say, even millennials or generations above that. So what do I mean by interest-based communities? I mean, maybe an influencers community like James Charles uh, on YouTube has, has his own community. And yeah, that's an interest-based community wherein people are talking to strangers because of them having common interests, causes and, and the rest of it. In fact, if I allude back to the same panel, one of the fellow panelists, I think Nikhil Taneja it was, shout out to him, said that it is more than just, uh, you know, uh, their behaviors, but it is actually their identities. So their entire identities are driven by these interest-based communities or identity-based communities. They derive their identity based on what they like. Do I like anime? I belong to this interest-based community. Do I like, you know, e-gaming? I'm here. Do I, you know, like a certain social cause? I'm there. And they are collaborating with strangers, which essentially is the algorithm of the times. So here's the interesting thought for the algorithm generation, right, or Gen Z, what is happening to these guys is that they are connecting more with strangers than with people they actually know in real life at times. Especially the pandemic has proven this because schools have shut down, colleges have shut down. And, you know, people find a certain amount of loneliness within their own families is, is another thing that we are seeing. The fact is that Gen Zers are in a strange situation wherein they're forming these strange deep bonds with, you know, interest-based, like-minded people and they're connecting to strangers and it's being fed more and more and their virtual world, which is their identity, which is developed because of the social media algorithm, is creating blinders to such an extent that other worlds perhaps may not exist as much. Now, you might say, hey, this is a little alarmist. Of course, they have other inputs in life. I'm sure that digital is not completely part of, uh, you know, it's not the only thing. They have a walk, they meet their family, they meet their friends. So what the hell are you talking about? But I'm saying is that imagine if all of their friends were also connected on their smartphones to their interest-based communities. And what if their friends were helicopter parents uh, and their helicopter parents, sorry, and their friends don't have too much time for them in the real world, but they are connecting with them virtually. Maybe mom and dad talk to you more on WhatsApp via text, right? Or maybe the friend next door is uh, happy to talk to you virtually. Uh, under an avatar name, but not particularly happy to meet you, maybe even say hi to you when you cross the street. So it's a very interesting time wherein we are all slowly looking at this generation as it evolves and seeing the impact of digital technology and the social media algorithms on an entire generation and seeing its effect. 
Now, I'm not saying all of it is bad. I'm saying some of it will be good because interest-based communities are sometimes cause-based communities, sometimes lead to healthy friendships, both in digital and physical life. But sometimes they just exclude other worldviews. They exclude the worldviews of the things that you perhaps do not you know, like. And here's the interesting thing for Gen Zers. They have, they're making up their minds like a certain interest at the age of 14, but... At the age of 16, they might be liking something else and they might be liking something else at the age of 18 or whatever it is because they're evolving and their brains are evolving, their interests are evolving. So they're continuously meeting newer and newer strangers. I don't think that's altogether a bad thing. I think it is healthy development in terms of the amount of inputs that you're getting to make your world well or world better. But I just think what needs to be a cautionary tale over here is to figure out how do I actually look at other worlds when the social algorithm is defining my identity. So how can I make sure that the algorithm generation that I am part of if I'm Gen Z is not defining me as much as it should? or as it is right now? Well, it is a weird thought. Any thoughts welcome on, on this? I think the algorithm generation is going to surprise us with a lot of good things and with a lot of sadness sometimes at a life lost to, you know, uh, an algorithm rather than uh, the non-framing of life and just looking at life as it is without somebody, you know, curating and shaping it for you. It remains to be seen what is good and what is bad. I waited for such a long time to actually make a judgment like this on, on, a, on an entire generation. And I'm still waiting because I'm still holding my breath. I'm, I don't know. But I'm looking at early signs to tell me, you know, that this is something weirdly special. It's a revolution in the making. It is not just the generational gap. It is technology changing the way in which an entire generation is behaving and intuitively adapting itself too. So, food for thought for this weekend. I hope that you like this diary entry of mine, the algorithm generation, and I'm sure it's going to catch up. Well, I think that the most important thing for us to realize in this is to look at the algorithm generation with a fresh perspective ourselves and learn from them and perhaps share with them in a way that can break their veils at some point in time. On that happy note, until next time, but do follow me on LinkedIn and Instagram where I'm the traveling professor. And if you like podcasts like these, well, there's the IBM podcast.com or just go download the app. Yeah. Bye now. Bye.